here we go. Here is the official. Here it's happening. The very first time Gong Gaskell has arranged a Zoom meeting. It's recording. It's showing me that it's recording. Okay. Um, so we're just catching up on the day's events because you've been at work. And uh, I've been on the Twitter, and well, it's been a busy day. You know, the eye surgeon had a cardiac arrest uh, at home, resuscitated by his wife. I mean, imagine how horrific that would be. You know, your partner's making these funny noises, and the next thing you're doing is calling an ambulance and doing CPR. It's incredible. I mean, she must be. Whew, wow. I, I think that would have to be terrifying. I, I think it would be very terrifying because um, you would want all your equipment with you. You'd be like, why do I not have a defib in my bedroom? Where's, where is my laryngoscope and tube? Oh my God. I, uh, well, I, I had a, when one of my babies was in hospital, um, had it like choking episode. I came out of the shower and, and the baby was sort of not breathing well. And I, oh. Oh, it, was, it was really scary, actually. And I pressed the emergency bell in my room. But at the same time, in my mind, I was like, why is there no laryngoscope in this room? Like, really? like I've just had a baby. And I'm like, why is there no equipment in here? This is an outrage. And of course, the, um, the lovely nurse just came and picked up the baby. And, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, needed a bit of a tap on the back. and was having a bit of a choke. And that was the end of it. But <laughs> If it had been less intubated the baby. This is a nice segue to um, COVID times because I've been doing, um, we're just finishing off um, our COVID PPH sims, so postpartum hemorrhage sims on birth suite. So we're still, because we're, we're trying to get through almost all our midwifery staff and there's like 400 midwifery staff. So um, there's a lot of people to get through which is why we're still going this far into the pandemic um, so that everybody gets an opportunity. And one of the midwives who um, did the sim yesterday was like, um, I have to get in the room. There's a PPH. She's bleeding. And so it's like what you just said, like, like her equipment is herself, like to get in the room to do something. Um, and so, but this inability and loss of control to get in there quickly because you got it done. Yeah, very bad. So, yeah, interestingly, you say about that getting in the room, they've just been, I don't know if you managed to read it, there was a report from a hospital in Auckland, New Zealand, because some nursing staff unfortunately became infected with coronavirus following caring for patients with it. Um, and amazing kudos to their health system to actually identify the problem, initiate a transparent review process. And they've made that report publicly available for everything. And one of the points they made was the difficulty communicating if you were in the room versus out of the room. And I was thinking about you and your baby monitor um, solution yes. where you can actually be in the room donned and you can communicate out of the room. Massive problem with, um, you know, the PPN. As you say, you can see these problems the moment you simulate it, but until you simulate it, you don't actually know that that's a problem. Yeah, I think the communication one has been by far and away... You know, and I, I haven't looked after a COVID patient. This has all purely been through simulation, but we've done a lot of it now. Um, 
the communication problem is a really big problem and an ongoing problem. Um, and we're kind of discovering that there is no perfect communication tool um, because um, by and large, anything you use, whether or not it's the two-way baby monitor or walkie-talkies or um, mobile phones or like kind of iPad devices or um, headset phones like Bluetooth ear devices or what we've done, what we've ended up doing is putting the normal room phone on loudspeaker on auto answer. So I've got a combination of that plus the baby monitor. Um, the room is really echoey and loud when you've got lots of people in the room and for an obstetric emergency, most of the time there's a lot happening at once simultaneously. And so particularly with a PPH and so the thing that needs to happen is everybody in the room needs to attempt to be quiet and like one person talk at once and make sure, you know, it goes back to that communication and closed loop communication and being really clear with each other as well as clear with whoever's on the phone outside. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I actually think um, this whole virus thing is making us do everything better. We're forced into being more mindful and more thoughtful about everything we do. Particularly, I'm not sure that I, I think it's making us want to be better. I'm not sure that it is like I hope over time it makes us be better, um, but I'm not sure it's currently making us better. Mm. And I don't, I like, I think we're in the luxury, we're in the luxury position that we're in Australia with almost no cases, yeah, um, compared to friends, to compared to colleagues overseas. So, I, I would be interested to know in their situations what's happening. Because, like, as I said, like, I'm just talking all from simulation. I have no idea what it would really be like in, an, in a true obstetric emergency. Yeah, I with think... COVID. Yeah. I think it would be sim very similar based on the number of sims I've now done with the variety of people I've, I've had involved. Um, but I don't know what it's like to manage patients on a daily basis with COVID. One of my colleagues on Twitter was saying at the beginning, this is in London with lots of virus... In the beginning, she said, well, quite frankly, you know, bit of a bit of a shambles and, um, you know, in the fullness of time, got better. So um, I, I guess... Well, that's what I mean. Same. Like, I just wonder... We would be the same. Well, that's what I mean. Like, and so I wonder whether or not... Like, what I'm seeing in simulation is pretty much we're getting people through one, maybe two simulations each. Um, and that's partly because we just haven't had the need... To, well, we haven't had the ability to get people through more and then we're giving them stuff to go through with a mental model. But when you're over, like for people overseas where they're seeing patient after patient after patient, that's become their norm. So you become better at it because it's the norm. Mm. Well, worryingly, some hospital units, their PPE training has been, here's this video, watch it. Uh, I am video. Um, that's seen a video... They've certainly not been allowed to touch or put on the PPE, and it was interesting in this report in this hospital in New Zealand. That was one of the you know one of the criticisms about the PPE and the uh, lack of appropriate fitting of PPE. And of course, we've got that problem in Australia where fit testing of masks is still not a thing unless you're in South Australia. So I guess does that matter? Well doesn't matter so much at the moment we don't have many cases but gee if we release the restrictions and we get all these cases it'll it may well become apparent that it matters 
I'm just curious. Do we know? Do we have any knowledge as to why it's like that in South Australia? Like, what's the history to that? Did they have an incident? Like, why is the policy so different? Inquisitive guy. That's a very interesting question. I do not know. I know that Maffy girl in in Adelaide. She she credits her chief executive for being forward thinking in that manner but you're right they they just know when they on board they get fit tested just like we get we get hand washing and fire training uh they just hmm. get fit testing as well and there there's just many people who just see that it's just quite routine part of practice but just somehow not not so much in australia despite the fact that it's the standard i i don't know why we sort of haven't managed to kind of get there yet well, that's why I'm just curious, like, has South Australia had an incident? Because yeah. usually those sorts of things happen because there's been an incident and someone's, yeah. you know, like what you just described in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So has there been an incident? Yeah, interesting. Question. It would be interesting to find out. We should see if anyone can sleuth that for us. Yeah, that would be good. All right, my love. Well, I reckon we should end that there because you've had a very long day simming all day. Um, yes, I want to have dinner. You want to have dinner? <laughs> Yes, one must eat. That's absolutely sure. All right, my love. Now, here's the question: How do I turn the um? How do I turn this thing? Pause recording. Here we go.